People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the 20 by 20 crew. I am Joe. I'm here with my brother, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hey, yo. And we're back for episode number 30. And uh, it's it's been it's been an interesting week. Uh, you know what? I'm going to lead off with uh, probably one of the, the hardiest laughs I've had in quite some fucking time <laughs> here. This has nothing to do with professional wrestling, folks, but it is hilarious as shit i'm talking to matt earlier before we started recording and he's telling me about one of his co-workers <laughs> telling him that there are live chickens on sale now the first thing he told, told th- me this morning yeah that's the first thing out of his mouth <laughs> not good morning matt not are you ready to work it was i don't know if you want to know this or not but there's chickens on sale at what Farm and Fleet. Farm and Fleet has, has live chickens. As Free well. plug to Farm and Fleet there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't talk chickens at all. And that was my first question yeah. to Matt. Like, do you guys <laughs> often talk about chickens being on sale? Because then that would make sense. But no, this was completely random, totally out of the blue. But then it, the the conversation got a little weirder because here I am still thinking about live chickens being on sale. <laughs> And then Matt goes into talking about music and listening to Slayer, the metal band. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Like, <laughs> for, a, for a quick hot minute there, I thought he was going to tie the two together. Like, somehow, him and his co-worker were going to start with talking about live chickens, move on to listening to Slayer music... And then somehow meet in the middle and make it work. Oh, so man. I was I laughed so fucking hard my stomach fucking hurt. And uh, that is how we're beginning this show. I, I'm man. If you ever get creative, creative enough of a vibe one day, and you want to finish that off and marry the two, please let me know. Oh, I'm gonna. I, that's that's <laughs> definitely gonna happen. Yeah, we, him and I, we come from two totally different worlds. And yeah, apparently, I'll fucking say so. <laughs> apparently, like, that's that's a normal conversation. Hey, in case you want to know, there's live chickens on sale. It's like, why the fuck would I care? I, you, know, <laughs> you know what? From now on, I'm just going to, I'm stealing it. I'm going to do that to people. There's no more good mornings for me, everybody. I, I can't wait because my wife doesn't necessarily listen to this podcast. I'm just going to wake up in the morning and be like, you know... There's live chickens on sale. <laughs> but in case in case you guys are wondering out there, Farmer Fleet right now, get your live chickens. So there's your plug, Farmer Fleet. <laughs> We're back for episode thirty. Good God. Um, uh, we are post all in. I'm still reeling from that show. What an awesome show! Absolutely. Hope you guys are enjoying that all in episode. Yes, please. That was, uh, that was a check, fun episode. Yeah, check it out if you haven't done so already, as well as the rest of our stuff over at 20x20crew.com. <laughs> and uh, you know what? We're, we're talking about All In. I was really surprised, and and I say this being like a full-fledged fanboy about the fucking 
show. But I was I was still shocked. I was still surprised to hear the numbers that All In did. And <laughs> for 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 what was supposed to be this little indie show that uh the the WWE um kind of underestimated to begin with these are some really fucking impressive numbers so the first time this hit me mm-hmm. my daughter and I were watching the latest episode of being the elite we came across an advertisement for a shirt there's a new all-in shirt if you don't know over at prowrestlingtees.com with a number it's uh, a number it's 11,000 and some odd that's the number okay that is apparently the um, the number of tickets sold completely. Okay. Again, the show was sold out. Awesome show. Um, but to, to give this a little more context, and, it, and the reason why I'm so shocked is uh, the, the Wrestling Observer is basically stating that the live gate for the event was $458,525. All the merchandise sold out, which that wasn't really much of a surprise because when we got there with our party, there was a line. There was a line that... Stretched almost the entire arena. Yeah, it was It was almost the entire arena, and that's not even an exaggeration. No. We thought it was for beer, possibly food, and then when we got to the front to see what was going on. It was for the merch booth. <laughs> I, I've never been in a meet and greet line that was that long. No, never. I mean, th- this I, is for I, merchandise. Yeah, yeah, this was just for shirts and, and, and what have you. And no, there was no there was nobody. I mean, Joe Coff apparently was handing out uh, some of the merch. Yeah, as, he put as, mine in a bag. Yeah, so. part of the table. But holy shit i mean that was just insane it was insane we we actually couldn't get through our section via the actual like going through the section we had to go through another section and cut through because our area was the line was so long and dense like if you were to try to do that we probably would have like gotten to fist fights with people over cutting (laughs) like no man i'm just trying to get to my seat (laughs) it was that crazy so all the merch sold out there's that big gate and then Fight TV grossed more than a million dollars between the pay-per-view, the all-in pay-per-view itself, and the StarCast pay-per-view, which is estimated to be in excess of about 20,000 pay-per-view orders. And then, as a, as a final uh, feather in the cap, the all-in zero hour, which was the first hour of the show on WGN America, drew about 196,000 viewers. So for some small little indie show that you know was was not supposed <laughs> to be huge or anything, right? According to some people, um, holy shit! You're still gonna get those people that uh, are gonna be like, "That's not impressive." But um, were you telling me that uh, somebody went to the Detroit Raw? And I'll get to that in okay. a second. I got one more number oh, to throw more. out at right, you. Right, I got one more number. Let's hear it. Uh, courtesy of Jim Ross's podcast, he was talking all-in numbers, and he spouted off that Pro Wrestling Tees sold about half a million dollars worth of t-shirts over the weekend. Holy shit. That is... 
Which means you're not getting your t-shirts for about a month. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jesus. You talk about being, uh, dude. I I know. Up. You know they had a sale going. Yeah. For for that weekend, uh, they had an all-in sale, twenty percent off. And I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll get the stuff online because the merch was the merch line was just stupid. And uh, I feel bad now that I I waited because. Uh, I wanted to get a souvenir for my daughter and I, and uh, that did not work out to my advantage because there was jack shit left on that website, at least for the stuff that I wanted. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll I'll figure something out. I, I definitely want that T-shirt at, uh, at some point just to have as uh, as a momentum for being there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk live event numbers here. <laughs> so. Um, I'm I'm part of a Facebook group uh, that has to deal with old school wrestling, and uh, much to my chagrin, m- late Monday night, uh, someone posted in there something to the effect of, you guys mean to tell me none of you have anything to say about the way Monday Night Raw ended. This guy, I, again, I'm, I'm not going to use the names or anything, but this guy was genuinely shocked I, you know, I check into the group probably like a couple times a week just to see what's going on. Everybody posts different stuff all the time. Uh, as far as current product stuff goes, not a lot of the guys are into it because it is an old school wrestling group. So you, you, you tend, common sense would dictate, hey, you either shouldn't post about it or post very sparingly. Right. So, um, yeah, this guy had a real problem that none of us had anything to comment about Raw in the way it ended. Now, I would say a good, like, 97% of that group did not watch Raw. Okay. Which is... that that's, Seems to be pretty common. Yeah. It's, for, for that Yeah, for that group, group, yes, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> he, once we started, first of all, we were like, what happened? Because no one watched it. And so someone, someone else had commented what happened. And uh, I guess Raw went off the air with Drew Gulak and a bunch of other guys beating up on uh, Roman Reigns, which I guess that's kind of interesting. Uh, Drew Gulak finally being on on Raw, especially that late in the card. But um, he he legitimately got defended. It was like like we had misquoted the Bible or or like did something perverse to a Bible. Like he, he was, it was like that level of blasphemy for him, and none of us got it because we, a lot of us in the group, were like, it's common knowledge. Like we don't talk about current stuff. We just don't. So uh, I decided to chime in, and uh, I told him, I told him flat out, you know what? I don't. He he referred to Raw as being the main show to watch. Okay. And I, you know, I, I said my piece. I told them, like, you know, there's plenty of other stuff, better stuff out there to watch than Monday Night Raw. You know, I would rather, uh, the, the things I could do in three hours with my time yeah. is unfathomable. I mean, especially these days, man. Like, I, I am a man who wears many hats, probably why I have very little hair left. But, uh,. <laughs> Three hours is a long time for me. Three hours is a lot of time. And for me to 
sit there and and give something three hours of my attention, it better be well worth my time. And I'm sorry, Monday Night Raw is not. Currently, it's not. And uh, he legitimately got offended, and he started spouting off at me and, and some other people, and uh, I, I tried to keep it uh, tasteful, but I told him, I said, I would rather watch wrestling where David Arquette is world champ than sit down and watch Monday Night Raw. And he, oh my God, he lost his shit. He lost his shit so hard. And uh, we were all, you know, the the rest of us were laughing at him because he just, he really couldn't fathom the idea of people not watching Monday Night Raw. He thought we were wrestling fans, Matt. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how am I not a wrestling fan? We are. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, in addition to that that little anecdote there, uh, something to tie in, something I told you earlier... Someone at Raw had uh, apparently posted that he was being conservative when he he guesstimated, but he said roughly 40% of the arena was tarped off due to low attendance. 40% of the arena that they were at. And I think it was in Detroit. Yeah, it was Detroit. Okay. Um, this 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 is a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. This is your... This is your main show. This is your, as far as your weekly shows, this is the show that for the past, what has it been, 25 years? Yeah, going on 26. Has been mm-hmm. your, your, your prime show, primary show. And you, uh, roughly 40% of the arena is tarped off because you couldn't sell tickets. That's a big deal. That's a big <laughs> deal. So, you know, we're, we forgot to mention uh, we're actually watching uh, as it happens live. Evolve one twelve. We're actually in the main event right now. That's going to be uh, Ar Fox challenging Joey Janela for the WWE Championship. You know, obviously this is like it, this is not the best example, but here you have a small arena. I, I know they're in uh, Jopla, Maryland. Yeah, Joppa, Maryland. Or Joppa, or Joppa Maryland. Okay. Uh, small, small uh, venue, and they're clearly not sold out. But you know what? They don't. They don't even fucking hide it. Like it's just like whoever's there. Like let's just let's entertain them to the best of our abilities, and they do. You get a great show. Uh, I love you and I love Evolve. We've been to two Evolve shows uh, this year, and the hope is to go to as many more as as humanly possible. You know, especially those that are here in our neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. But for a company like Evolve, the reason why they're not selling out shows, especially a smaller show, is because they're a small company. And they're still trying to get their name out there. And they're doing a good job. Uh, you know, the it's going to continue to, for lack of a better word, evolve for them. <laughs> uh, WWE doesn't have that excuse. You know, this is this is the show. He, he the guy that you uh, you, you you talked about um, at on on the Facebook page is not in the in the minority uh, as far as their view of professional wrestling. Like, it is the main show, and it's the main show not because it's the best show. It's the main show because they have a TV deal. They have the bigger, more well-known uh, streaming service, and they're they're the oldest as far as 
with the exception of the NWA, they're the oldest. And they're, they're popular. And I guess the one thing that we've, we forgot to unlearn from high school is that the most popular thing is the best thing. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? <laughs> Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. You know, if everybody was... I'm going to sound like... Uh, sound like parents here like 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 somebody's father but it's uh, you know if the popular kids were jumping off a roof would you do it too because everyone else is doing it i think this guy would this guy probably would and you know what that's fine that's fine but don't point the finger i won't lose any sleep yeah don't point the finger at at other people or like yeah that's stupid you're absolutely right it's it comes down to no matter what it is and I use this. I use this point all the time. You not you. You know how I, I am a stickler for chronological order. Mm-hmm. Chronology is a huge thing for me. You can call it OCD, and that's fine. I, I would not disagree with you. So the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for those who don't know, uh, has been going around. Been going on since two thousand eight with the debut of Iron Man. You know, and it goes from movies to TV shows as well. And I did this whole journey. Of watching it all thus far at that point in chronological order, and it was a lot. It was a lot of time spent investing in in this material. Uh, man, I I <laughs> bow to you for that because when you first told me what you were doing, uh, I'm, 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 if I'm not mistaken, your wife did too, right? Yeah, she she joined me on on this journey as well. And I like I had to do a triple take. Like shit, you're wait, you're what? Hold on. <laughs> And then, like, you know, periodically I would check in with you, and then you're like, yeah, we finished this, we finished this. And I'm like, holy shit, that is, that is, uh, that is a, an achievement to behold. Yeah, if only, like, life was like the uh, PS4 trophies, you know, it's like, <laughs> that'd be like the fucking platinum trophy right there. You know, and of course, the, the MCU continues without the, you know, now. So, you know, you have new shows that come out, you know, and, and and whatnot, and the point I'm trying to make was, the MCU is is a is a big deal for for a lot of people, including myself. And then you have a show like Inhumans, and I, I got to look, <laughs> and it sucks because Age. I'm not trying to make this a MCU episode here, but Age of the Shield is such a great job of making me care about Inhumans. That was because they first introduced them. Like, yeah, you know, I know who they are, but I don't care too much. What they did with that show, I was like, you know what, I I like I like this for the most part. So why wouldn't I like a show that's dedicated to nothing but Inhumans? And then I watched the show and, and it sucked. The put in light that was that's putting that's, nicely. That is putting it nicely. And I didn't finish the series. I it was, it was only eight episodes. I uh, I did episode five and I just looked at my wife and I was like I don't even know how we got it this far. <laughs> I was like this this sucks. <clears throat> so even though I didn't want to do it, in you know, and we're talking, it's perfect for the example because it's three hours. It's okay. three hours of my time because three hours, three episodes, three hour long episodes, mm-hmm. three hours left, three hours of of our time that we could spend watching. We we said you know fuck it, we'll read what happens at the end. We'll jump right into season two of Jessica Jones. And a good much, show, much better choice. You know, a good show. I don't. You and I are the same thing. You know, wrestling. Uh, you know, TV shows and movies. Uh, you know, me. I play. I'm a huge video game player. I I I'm a video game collector. So I have games from you know, from Atari 2600 all the way to PS4, 
and almost everything in between. And I just don't have time to be, you know, for my time to be wasted mm-hmm. on top of, you know, work and, you know, this, you know, what, what you and I do is work as well with the podcast. You know, it's not just hit record and then send. There's things that we got to do. <laughs> you know, I got to chop this episode up. Yeah, every week. I, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and trying to promote this and, and, and trying to get our names out there and, not only that, but being two married guys, you have yeah. you have a daughter as well. So having a personal life and having friends, I don't have time to waste on bullshit. <laughs> so to the guy out there, to everybody else that says, why aren't you watching this? Because you know what? It's fucking boring. It's fucking lackluster. It's three hours of the same regurgitated shit over and over and over again. And I don't want to, just like you, I don't want to waste my time doing it. I don't. The last... The last times I've, I've I've had raw on, it was background noise. It was, you know what I got to do on the laptop? I'll throw it on because I don't have to sit down and actually watch it. It's just if something cool happens, I'll pop my head up. But usually my, I don't pop my head up at all either. The, the, the only thing that you and I missed was the greatest suicide dive in the history of professional <laughs> wrestling. And it happened. Oh my god! Twice. Twice. If you don't know what we're talking about, the, for whatever fucking reason, the Bella Twins are back. Wow. It's. Uh, I just. It, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They're, they're still promoting the, these fucking broads, and yeah, I know that's a derogatory name, but that's what they are. So fuck <laughs> off. I love women wrestling. You know that, but fuck these, these fucking chicks need to go. Yeah, they do. And Brie Bella, twice did a suicide dive. This is the same match, right? Same match. Okay, same match. Two two different suicide dives. Yeah. Wow. The first one, and I, I, I described, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I described to you pretty perfectly. The first one's a little scary because it's like, yeah, you, you you know, she had she not have been caught, she would have fell around her face. I mean, she did kind of fall flat anyway, yeah. but it would have been worse yeah, if, she if there was no one Potentially could have landed, yeah. jacked her neck or something like that. Yep, yep. Uh, or you know, shattered a wrist, depending on how she, you know, how she braced, and it was it was against the riot squad, and I think it was uh, Sarah Logan and uh, Ruby Riot that caught her. Yeah, and it was just bad. It was she she ran, you know, she bounced off the ropes, did the bump, and then, like stopped, and then like just dove forward. Yeah, it it's it's the. Uh, it's that meme of it's very much like that meme of of Ralphie just, Ralph, Ralph Wiggum. yeah Ralph Wiggum <laughs> be like like going through the window like, I'm a brick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it was like and yeah that second one was brutal and then to the watch, second man. one the second one I don't I don't even know how to describe it ladies and gentlemen just look it up just look at well she gets she gets caught in the ropes yeah like like her her she she gets waist. She gets as far as her waist, and then like she just gets hung <laughs> on the ropes like like a piece of laundry. It's like a little kid like swinging on a on a playground swing, just yeah, on, like on, on their on stomach. stomach. Yeah. That's what it looked like. And look, <laughs> luckily, the riot squad was out there to kind of cover it up. I mean, not that they could do much, but they, you know, there was someone there to immediately pound on her a couple times to to at least save her that amount of face, but. There was no, there was no doubting it. She got hung up in the ropes, like she didn't even clear the ropes for that second one. It was fucking brutal. Oh my god, dude. So, speaking of, of those two, like th- this whole ride squad thing, 
this is culminating at at the the the, the Australian show, which is next month, I believe. October. Oh the, yes, the Super Show. <laughs> this fucking lineup, this 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 team of the Bella Twins with with Ronda Rousey as their as their partner. Are you fucking? Kidding I mean, me? it's it's like having. It's like having a bunch of like, oh, Jesus, like, like little like almost like junior high baseball team versus the fucking pros, major league, <laughs> and is playing on a major league field. By the way, no, no, I should take that back. Playing on a fucking sixty feet from base to base junior <laughs> high field. You have you have three girls who have no idea what they're doing in that ring. And they're going to be on a team together, and that's surely going to make that Australian crowd really happy there. But, but yeah, so that's what we missed. That was that was the highlight of the show. Apparently, something with Drew Gulak and Roman Reigns. I know the I know the Shield. They're back. That's kind of cool, I guess. But I don't know. To me, you they still got to prove to me. And again, we're just two guys. Our opinions don't matter at the end of the day. But. Doesn't mean we're not entitled to him. So, <laughs> so no. So to that guy there, don't be appalled when people don't watch Raw. I'm appalled that you don't watch other shit. I mean, we could do that, but uh, there's no point of talking to these people. Um, yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. There's uh, there's much better wrestling out there to watch on Monday nights, and there's live chickens on sale at Farm and Food. <laughs> <laughs> In case you and the wife want to know. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Like, where did it come from? <laughs> oh, my God. He lives like 45 minutes away from me, and apparently that's like the other side of the world. It has to be, man. Because you say that, like, where you and I are from, it's just like, huh? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe this is something you guys talk about on the regular. Like, oh, you know, I, I'm in the farm and fleet. I go do business. And you're like. Okay, yeah, sure, but no, this was out of the fucking blue. You guys don't talk about chickens, live chickens. You don't talk no. about them being on sale. Or no, Farmer Fleet. Or Farmer Fleet. So, I've never shopped there before. Wow. <laughs> good God. Good God almighty. Yeah. yeah, I work with Jim Ross. That's, pretty much, that's what I do. I, that's what he is. He is Jim Ross for me. Oh, my God. Um... Goddamn teriyaki boys! <laughs> oh man! Uh, Moving on. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Jim Ross, Jim Ross has decided to sit there and say uh, he's going to trust his gut feeling, and he he put it out there that Cody and the Young Bucks will not be, or he thinks they won't be, at the sold out Ring of Honor New Japan Super G1 card in April of 2019. I look at this as hypocritical, or at, at the very least counterproductive, counter counter opinionated. Uh, like he's con- he's contradicting himself. There you go. Okay. I know I'd get it sooner or later. He's contradicting his 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 point of view here. Uh, he he blurts out all those numbers on his podcast for All In. He's talking about how special that was, and. Like those are very impressive numbers. The whole pro wrestling tease amount, all that. It's very. He's all up in arms. This is great news, right? But then he's like, "I'm trusting my gut. They're not going to be there." Now, for those of you who still haven't watched All In, please do so. Pause this episode. Go watch it. 
find it somehow. At least, at the very least, catch highlights on YouTube. Do something. But, um, at the very end of the show, after the pay-per-view went off the air, there was this long speech from the Bullet Club about how they're staying together. You can catch it on episode twenty-nine. You, yeah, you can. We we recorded it. Um, you can you can catch it on episode twenty-nine of our podcast. But it is also now on the latest episode of Being the Elite in its entirety, just as we presented it. And they talk about how they're sticking together. They're not breaking up. They're not leaving. They've already come out in interviews. Those three specifically, and said that it's it's impossible. Like they don't. Wh- why would they do that? They have all this momentum going for them. Why would they do that? And all I can say is, it, it would be different if um, none of this had already been previously available to the public with the interviews that they gave and and things like that. I believe that was that was on Jericho's podcast that they were talking. Okay. So you have you have pod, you have it on a podcast f- straight from the horse's mouth, so yeah. to speak, and it would be different if we didn't know any of that, and that we we went into this with just Jr.'s comment, his gut feeling. Then I would be like, you know what, Jr.'s been around the business for so long, trust his gut, because it would make a lot more sense. Yeah, absolutely. But and and again, I'm not totally saying that this is a, a surefire thing. I, I always believe in life, you never say never. And there's something something tremendously impossible could happen and and yeah, maybe it does happen and they don't you know, they get signed away by by the WWE. But for all intent and purposes right now as things are they're not going anywhere. They're not they're not disbanding, they're not leaving, no one's signing them. They're their own bosses. They're over like crazy. They've said it themselves. JR needs to stop eating his barbecue sauce because clearly it's affecting his gut. Or maybe stop drinking because he's, I'm sorry, he's wrong. He's just wrong. What was, uh, what was his reasoning? Because he said, I, you were telling me in regards to, um, he said he said that he he didn't have anything concrete, and that it was just his gut telling him that they're not going to be there, that they're going to get signed away, and he said that you know the business is um, it's fickle, it's feast or famine. You know, you you either get paid or you don't get paid, and right. yeah, it's one thing to sell a lot of T-shirts at a show; it's another to have a lot of money in your bank account. Which and and I agree, I agree, but doesn't quite make sense in, in what he's trying to say, though. No, it doesn't. And so, uh, I hate to say it, but, yeah, I, I, I'm calling bullshit, man. How are you going to sit there and praise these guys and then say, like, oh, you know, there's there's these all these ample um, dollars to be made elsewhere. And, you know, with all the the evidence in front of us, like I'm sorry, it just it's very illogical to me. I'm a very logical person. It's just illogical. You know, you have you have guys like like this in in the business. You know, you have guys like that who are who are fans like us that like to 
like to make claims and 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 have very little evidence to go with it. And and Jim Ross points that out. You know, he he was the first one to say, "I don't have anything to go bases off of. I'm just going with my gut." And I'm gonna also use a disclaimer like you did. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that I know for sure either of what's gonna happen. I've said that many times on the show. Whatever happens at the end of the day is gonna be between the individuals and the company in which they are signing or not signing with. It has nothing to do with us at the end of the day. Uh, however, you have you have to keep putting in perspective that Jim Ross comes from the old school side of, of wrestling. And the old school side of wrestling would tell you, you sign with the biggest company because that's the only way you can make the biggest amount of money. And we've seen so many fucking times that not being true. You know, does it help? Sure, it does. You know, he pointed out Cody's going to have to start a family soon. You know, Cody... On, first of all, Cody's not the only one that brings him money in that, that household. <laughs> yeah, right? You know? Like like his wife doesn't work. Yeah, his, wife, <laughs> his, his wife's on fucking TV. I don't watch the show she's on, but she's on. She's a fucking reality TV star. There you go. Tell me she doesn't. She doesn't bring in any any dough whatsoever. I guess not, man. You know, promoting your own fucking show and, and bringing in those kind of numbers that you pointed out, Jim Ross, doesn't bring in the fucking dough. And all, all they did was just sell out on T-shirts. That's all they did. That's all they did that <laughs> night. You know, it's like shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> come with me with facts before you start saying I'm gonna go with my gut. You know what? How about this, Jim Ross? How about you learn the fucking name of the New Japan roster, you know, the the company that you do commentary for, before you start making bold predictions like this? I love Jim Ross. I know some people are like, he's a legend and all that shit. Yeah, that's fine. But even legends say retarded fucking things. And that's what this is. If it comes down to be true that they don't, they do sign and they don't perform at that that show. It's still a retarded fucking statement, regardless. <laughs> you have no fucking proof whatsoever. Actually, the proof that you brought in contradicts your statement. So fuck off, Jim Ross. Learn <laughs> learn the fucking names of the Japanese wrestlers. You disre- you disrespectful prick. <laughs> so and that that shit just pisses me off. It just it's well, you just know like, what? Like it seems to become like it's it seems to be becoming a very common thing these days. You you have that generation gap in wrestling fans where you 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 definitely have a lot of those guys who are stuck on old school wrestling and refuse to to give it up and they don't want to accept the the new generation of guys or the way the business has changed or anything like that yeah so when stuff like this happens like it's like it's like almost they don't know how to grasp it in their minds and it, it, dude, it sucks. It sucks hearing someone like Jr. say shit like this. It really does. But it's not the first time with no, them. No, it isn't. The it's first not the time. first time. <laughs> and that's why, when it comes to his gut, it means absolutely nothing. It, 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 at this point in his life and his career, it means nothing. And I have respect for Jim Ross, but it's like you can't, just because you're old school doesn't mean you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. I very and, much agree. And and that happens in some and. Not just in pro pro wrestling, but it happens in other sports and other forms of media where it's like, well, I've been doing this, so I I have the right to say whatever the hell I want. And that's fine. Say whatever you want. But understand that people are out there that are going to call you on your shit. Yeah. 
Even even if you're Jim Ross, you know, I know people. There's some, there's some close people that are gonna be like Jim Ross is like a god of wrestling. First of all, he's not, and and second of all, no matter who you are, if you're gonna come out with something, make sure you have something to support what you're saying. The saying I'm going with my gut. Well, why are you going with my gut? Oh, because they made this much money with All In. It was a crazy success. So should your gut be saying the other thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? Jim, Jim Ross has been doing it forever. He's just... I mean, he only gets fired in every other place that he fucking works for, but, you know. So what we, do I know? <laughs> we've, uh, we've covered uh, some new school stuff. We've covered some old school stuff here. Let's talk about... Cover the... chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of this episode. It's, it's chickens. Farm and fleet. Let's cover some in-between. And what I mean by that is the ever-evolving, no pun intended, Chris Jericho. Okay. Um, this guy, it's like he fucking never ages when it comes to wrestling. Like, he, he somehow seems to always make himself relevant, keep himself relevant, more importantly. Yeah. And um, he made it, uh, an appearance at All In, for those who did not watch. Um, he masqueraded himself as Penta L0M and basically uh, beat the hell out of Kenny Omega after the match. No one expected that. He got a huge, probably one of the hugest, if not one of the huge, if not the hugest pop of the night at the show. Yeah. Um, that place got so fucking loud. Oh, my God. And uh, he, previous to that appearance, he had made the statement that he wasn't going to do any U.S. shows for anyone for various reasons associated with the WWE. Now, what made him change his mind? Well, on his podcast, he uh, he basically came out and said, you know, this there, this was this wasn't an easy decision, but it was made over the course of three phone calls over the last couple months, all from Cody Rhodes. So Cody, <laughs> Cody contacted him the first time and asked him would he like to be a part of the show he said no I'm not doing it because it's a US show and I, I kind of said I wouldn't do it you know in regards to the WWE keeping in mind that he also turned down New Japan because New Japan wanted him to be a part of their US show mm -hmm. so he stuck to his guns the second time around he thought well maybe maybe I could possibly get into it and whatever and Cody called him back and said hey how about you be a part of the show and you be Bernard the Bear and then that way you can come in sneak in as Bernard the Bear and and still be a part of the show and again he, he's like you know what we just couldn't figure it out so I turned him down again third time was a charm and uh, he, he just uh, apparently he realized to himself like hey I have the opportunity to, you know, not only promote my cruise, but here's another shot at me, like, going with the flow and doing what I want, because guess what? I can do what I want. Yeah. He has yeah. that, he has, he has cultivated that culture around himself so that he is, he can, he can hop from fed to fed and organization to organization and still 
stay relevant and do basically whatever the fuck he wants. Hence his appearance at All In. Why, in your opinion, why aren't more guys of that frame of mind, more more quote-unquote old-school guys of that frame of mind? And I don't even, me, my, me myself, I don't consider Jericho an old-school guy because um, old-school to me is way older than that. So, yeah. but uh, your thoughts, I want, I want to know what you think. Like, what, what prevents... More wrestlers from being this way. The way I look at it, it's just the, the the blinders that you learn about in psychology class. It, this is this is the norm. This is the norm. This is how things are done. And let's face facts for the most for the most part, the masses are, are always no matter what it is, it's always going to go with the grain. There's only no matter what you're talking about, nine times out of ten, probably more than that. You're going to have a very small amount of people that are going to go against the green and be the change, be the revolution, if you will. And Chris Jericho has always been that guy. This is nothing new. That He's always been that guy that's been different from everybody else. And it's gotten him in trouble throughout his career. That's what he referred to this as a new revolution in pro wrestling. There you go. There you have it. So... That would be my take on it, is that this is just the way things are done. This is just the mindset that people have. And the same thing goes with the wrestling fan. The the WWE marks that exist out there, they, they, they think that way because that's just the way that it's always been. You want to be a name in this in this business, you go to WWE. There was a, a brief period in our lives where you would go to WWE or WCW but, you know, during that era, you couldn't go to ECW and be a star because they'll never make it. You'll never be something. And the same is, is, is applying now. You want to be a star? You can't be a star in Ring of Honor. They're an independent company. You can't become a, a huge success because they don't have a national TV deal. Which has officially become the second largest wrestling company Behind the WWE. Over Impact Wrestling. Yep. Congratulations, Ring of Honor. Uh, you can't, uh, as as I turn on, uh, real quick here, uh, the the Evolve show's over, so I'm, I'm playing around on my, uh, my my Fire Stick. I'm actually turning on the WWE right now, because you and I haven't got a chance to watch the first episode of the Mae Young Classic. I fell asleep during it, not because it was boring, but because it was super late at night and I shouldn't have turned it on to begin with. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on uh, episode one of the the Mayan Classic. No spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, no please, no spoilers. Uh, and we won't do this. We would uh, keep it spoiler spoiler free uh, for you guys as well. Um, but anyways, going back to what I was saying, <clears throat> that's always kind of been the, the 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 norm. You know, you you go to the WWE to be a star. You know, you start out in the minors. And you know what? I was one of those people. I, a few episodes ago, I said that was the thing. You know, I looked at guys like like Dana Bryan and Samoa Joe and, you know, Cesaro, and I said, man, like, it's so cool. They, they pay their dues, and now they're here. So that was the mindset. That was the mindset for a lot of people. And then wrestling changed. Wrestling changed where Ring of Honor is not just some small promotion. Yeah, they're not selling out. You know, AT&T Arena or whatever the fuck it is in Dallas. Or 
MetLife Stadium or Levi Stadium and, and, and the, the Superdome and all that stuff. They're not doing that, at least not yet. However, whether you the, their mentality is whether you do it in front of 10,000 people, you know, 100 people or 10,000 people or 100,000 people, you give them the best product. My very first Ring of Honor shirt uh, on the on the on the back of it, it said "Pound for Pound, the best wrestling." Period. That was their that that was their moniker, and that's pretty much what they've been ever since. They don't use that tagline anymore, but that's what they they preach. No matter what it is, you know who who's going to be on the show or where we're at and how many people are in the crowd. Our goal is to be the best wrestling show there is. And a friend of ours on the show had a, I had this conversation with them, and you know WWE, according to him, uh, they 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 tried to sell to a, a larger audience. It's not just wrestling fans, and that's a fair point. But the problem with that statement is that just like anything else, you know, you're talking about adding things to your house you know let's say you're making your house and you're making and right now you're just making it fancier it's just to be fancy you're making more eye appealing but your foundations is cracked is it going to hold up chances are it's not going to the the thing that WWE has to never forget is that whether they want to call themselves this or not they are a professional wrestling company that's what they bring to the table. What what you see inside of that 20 by 20 ring is professional wrestling. Whether it's good or bad is up for debate, but it's professional wrestling. That's what it is. If you want to be an, just an entertainment entity, then don't have don't have a ring. Get the ring, get rid of the ring. <laughs> just just do just do <laughs> segments all day. Don't do matches because wrestling shows have matches. If you, you don't have to use the term wrestling to, to, to be a wrestling company. That's a silly statement that they would have you believe. We're not a wrestling company. We're an entertainment company. No, you're a wrestling company that also does, branches off and does entertainment. Yeah. That's what you are. If you don't believe that, you're part of the problem. Again, you have your blinders on. You have your blinders because you're being told that this is what it is. This is how it's supposed to be. You need guys like Chris Jericho. You know, when 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 he's done, when he hangs up his boots for the final time, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand how much of a loss losing somebody like Jericho physically, as far as an in-ring competitor, truly is. One of the greatest wrestling minds that I've ever seen. Everyone wants to praise Vince McMahon or Paul Heyman, things of that nature, and that's, that's fine. I'm not saying that they're, they're not great wrestling minds, especially Vince in his heyday, not necessarily now. But Chris Jericho is one of those guys that doesn't get the the respect that he deserves because he's really every time wrestling has evolved, he's always been the constant that's been there. Whether he was in the background or he was leading the whole fucking revolution, he's always kind of been a part of there. So it makes sense that Chris Jericho is that guy 
that people look to and say, I want what Jericho's got. I want to call my own shots. And the same thing is going to apply with the, with the Young Bucks. If they go to WWE, it's because they want to. It's not because they have to pay these bills and they're going to struggle without it because they're making money now. If they go to WWE, it's because they want to. It's what you and I were told uh, by Matt Riddle when we met him. It's <laughs> it's because it, it's it's something that he wanted to do. Not nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. It's not because I I gotta I gotta pay my bills because I'm I'm not making it as an independent wrestler. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. So I guess it didn't really truly answer the question, but the the point I'm trying to make is that Jericho is kind of in a different league than everybody else. And hopefully it it changes the mindset of the wrestlers today. So when they become the seasoned veterans and they're passing around their knowledge and their experience to the young guns, it's more along the lines of you can call your own shots. You can be who you want to be in this business. You don't have to be what somebody else tells you to be because they're paying you X, Y, and Z. You can make X, Y, and Z and still be who you want to be as long as you're willing to put in the work. At the end of the day, that's what that's all that matters. You put in the work, you get the success. It's as cliche as that. It is. It really is. I couldn't agree more. Ladies and gentlemen, stick around. We got more when we come back from the break. We're going to go pay some bills ourselves. And Buy some uh, chickens. <laughs> for, for your next live chicken purchase, you can go to farmandfleet.com. <laughs> Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Sales help who can really help? You're gonna love this farm store. To make sure you do, each of us at Quality Farm and Fleet is willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. If you have a question, a problem, special request, each of us has the power to make decisions. To make sure you're 100% satisfied. We're proud of our people and we trust them. You see, my job isn't to just serve you today. But to give you such great service, you'll come back again and again. Quality Farm and Fleet. You're going to love this farm store because we're committed to doing whatever it takes. This episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around for our 30th episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. As always, we got wrestling in the background. We still have episode one of the 2018 May Young Classic. As we see Killer Kelly making her entrance for round one of the tournament. That's going to culminate in the final round of the WWE Evolution pay-per-view that's happening in October. So you and I, you know, we talked about All In. That, I, I think it's, for, for you and I, that's kind of like the the end of the the summer for us as far as events goes. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, people talk about SummerSlam. There was also Triple Mania, which was a great show, by the way. 
Um, but all in for us was kind of like that end of the summer into the fall season and what, what that brings. And there's some just quite a few interesting shows, whether I'm anticipating watching them or not, some interesting shows that uh, I like to run down a bit and, and kind of pick each other's brains and see what uh, what we feel about the about the upcoming cards. I, I brought up the earlier in the episode in a mocking manner of the uh, the show that's happening on October 6th in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia at the Melbourne Cricket Ground which is a very big arena they're doing the WWE Super Showdown show that's happening there uh, I, we're not going to talk about the fucking six woman tag team match that's not, well, not happening uh, <laughs> you can't talk me into it <laughs> Well, earlier you said it's like a team of rookies with the Bellas and Rousey on one team. Who are they facing? That's all I want to know. The Riot Squad. Oh, okay. That's that's why the Riot Squad is facing the Bella Twins. So nothing, nothing special there. Uh, you do have the Shield, which, if I'm not mistaken, should be their first match, at least in pay-per-view form, in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, they're facing Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, which is kind of a... Again, I haven't been watching lately, but I thought uh, Strowman and... and uh, excuse me, uh, McIntyre and Ziggler were heels, and Strowman's a babyface. I guess it doesn't matter, but usually they, they kind of stick with their their kind, if you will. Well, it, does, it doesn't matter now, especially because uh, you've got Strowman, who still needs a lot of work. What better way to, to, you know, to get... Get him over than to have a lot of help in the form of McIntyre and Ziggler. Um, that's what they're paying Ziggler for, right? Yeah, that's what they're paying him all that money for. That's that's why Braun Strowman could actually be the Universal Champion going into the show. Uh, the he is set to face Roman Reigns at the Hell in the Cell pay per view. That's Hell happening. Hell in the Cell. <laughs> that is happening on Sunday, September sixteenth. So it's uh Oh, that's coming up. That's coming up. Yeah. It's actually coming up in a couple of days, so in case you forgot, because I forgot WWE existed for a second. <laughs> <laughs> we have, let's see, let's pick this card. Uh, Cedric Alexander defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Buddy Murphy in his home country, by the way. Buddy Murphy's home country. He's from Australia. Doesn't mean it'll be on the actual show. That'd be, that'd be bullshit. I mean, it, I understand what you're saying. Because it's, it's a cruiserweight title. But, it, man, it's like in front of his home country, too. And you That know, don't mean shit. It should, because you know who's going to be on, on the main card? Those fucking I, I's, conics, I, 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 Iconics. Whatever the fuck they're called. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, who are not bad. No, but, but they're also not cruiserweights. They're, yeah, they're also not cruiserweights. Yeah. And, uh, but... They are they are teaming up together. They're also Australian. Yeah. And they're, they're facing team of Asuka and Naomi. Where the fuck has Asuka been? She was not on SummerSlam. How do you keep Asuka off SummerSlam? Has she been hurt? Do you know? Fucking jobbing to Carmella. <laughs> jobbing to Carmella. Now she's teaming with Naomi. I, God, fuck. Asuka, leave. Leave this fucking place. Um, they'll probably be on the main card. If that's the case, and Buddy Murphy isn't, who's actually been really tearing it up lately on 205 Live. Yeah, I follow 205 Live a little bit. Sue me. That'd be, that, that's some shit, but it is a WWE we're talking about. Uh, what else we got on here? We got John Cena making a special appearance 
Uh, he's teaming with Bobby Lashley, taking on the team of Kevin Owens and Elias. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a that's a Jesus Christ as in you want to see this match, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> that's a no. no. That's a that's, that's a that's a that's a hard no. No, thank you. Again, not to not to beat a dead horse, but I would rather watch David Arquette as world champ than watch this fucking match. Fair enough, fair enough. I would rather shop at Farm and Fleet for live chickens. For dead chickens, for- shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Just give me anything. Uh, you got AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. That also is for the title, which Samoa Joe could actually walk in Australia as champion, depending on what happens at Hell in the Cell. Uh, same thing with the Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch match. That's for the SmackDown Women's title, but that who the champion's going to be depends on what happens at the Hell in the Cell. I am I am still thoroughly enjoying Becky Lynch as a heel. I am too. I am too. Um, you got Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for number one contendership for the WWE Championship. No thanks. And man, I'm having a hard time selling anything. Um, according to according to Bully Ray. Um, Daniel Bryan really wanted to be at All In. Well, why wasn't he? Because he's contracted. Well, whose fault is that? That's <laughs> that's Daniel Bryan. Again, was it was it all Daniel Bryan's, or was was it also because of the wife and I, it, wife wants a second go at it? You and, know what, man? Total divas. You, you, and, you and I are married, and you know this isn't a shot at our wives or or married people or anything like that. Let's face it. You're in a marriage. A lot of decisions have to be made by both parties, right? You know, yeah. And I say that with all due respect. Um, There's not a chance in hell I'd stay. Yeah, I still, I still wouldn't stay. I still divorce wouldn't. me if, if that means that much. <laughs> I, I mean, let's let's face it. They're obviously they're living decently comfortable. You yeah. Know? I understand they got a child. I get that. Totally get that. But damn. I still would have left. Yeah. I, I really would have. I I absolutely love and adore my wife, but I would have left. You have to. You you, ha- you have to for your, you know, if 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 he was in the same mindset that we are and you really want to be a part of something special, you have to. Yep. Um the other the final match that is on this card is The Undertaker versus Triple H. Why? That doesn't sell you either. To all to all of our Australian listeners, if we have any, because quite frankly, I, I uh, good eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I hope we have Australian listeners. Yeah. But um, here's to you, Australia. I think a lot of this is that they just, you know, obviously the WWE doesn't come around very often or as often as they would like. So yeah, I, I get that part. It's it's nostalgia. Let's see the Undertaker one more time. That much I get. Don't put him in the fucking main event. Let him do a fucking meet and greet all fucking weekend long. That would be much, much better. Just and have I, him show up. I, dude, I love The Undertaker. I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. He can't, okay? He just can't. There's just no... No, you're not selling me on this fucking match. He's 53 years old. He's got hip problems. He's got Oh, he's, he's got a new hip. New hip. And... But it doesn't mean he's going to fucking wrestle any better. Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> this is going to be a train wreck Fuck. of a show. Um, out of this card, the, the only thing that really stands out to me is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Though I see Charlotte Flair winning both times, or at least... 
if losing one by the DQ, I see her keeping that title because she's Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, I'm still a little disgruntled <laughs> by that. And that's coming from a Charlotte Flair fan, by the way. Uh, also, the other match was Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander, but you also reminded me that it's the Cruiserweights, and they're going to be a pre-show. They're not going to be the not, not that I expect I them mean, to be made. I happen. highly doubt they're going to be on there. I mean, if they end up on there, fucking awesome. That's that's a step in the right direction, but I really don't think they're going to show up on there. So that's the uh, Super Show or Super Showdown live at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which I know is a is a pretty big place. Oh yeah, I'm sure they'll do do decent numbers. You know, so congrats to them on that. Uh, the the show before that, again, is happening in a couple of days, is the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. You have Morgan Styles versus Samoa Joe. you got Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, as we said. Ronda Rousey's on the show. She's defending against the Alexa Bliss uh, in a rematch from SummerSlam. Again, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman inside of a Hell in a Cell. I tried to get some kind of reaction. I got, I got what I, what I figured. Nothing. You got a yawn. I got crickets. You got a yawn out of me, dude. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know me. I'm a gimmick guy. I yeah. fucking love gimmick matches. You love gimmick matches more than I do. Cages. Yeah. Fucking bull rope. Whatever. Oh my god, give it all to me. <laughs> I am not fucking excited, man. I'm not excited. What about uh, what about Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton in the Hell in a Cell? That's no, happening too. No, I'm not. No. You think Jeff Hardy's gonna jump off that cell, or do you, do you even care? <laughs> I kind of hope he doesn't. Cause he... I I hope he doesn't just because of all the shit he's put his body through already. Yeah. You know, and look, his his brother's on the mend. Don't doesn't know if he's coming back yet. No, so I I see, I heard I read an article that he was officially done. That's not true. As far as I know, he's, he's it's, still... it's still under heavy okay. debate. But like he was leaning towards not coming back. Hence all the. Uh, the stuff he's doing with fans right now. Sure. sure. So, yeah, man. I, dude, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just right. not. I got one. I got one for you. Okay. All right, All right. Mr. Tough Critic, I got one. <laughs> Here we got Daniel Bryan teaming up with Suicide Diver Self, Brie Bella. Oh, I, can, I can't even do it without laughing. Jesus. Versus The Miz and Mrs. The Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag team match. That's the reason why the, Daniel Bryan stayed. Was so he could fucking team with his wife. You know the only way I would watch this at this point? Is if that match were taking place in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> why, would, is, why isn't that in the Hell in a Cell? I would really like to see that. I would, yeah. Get some juice. You know. Get some color out of the, out of the ladies. Why not? No, that that ain't gonna fucking happen. So as far as far as as WWE goes, we got we got Hell in a Cell, we got the Super Showdown. I don't know if I'm saying that right now. And then you have Evolution, which we're not gonna talk about because we would spoil some things for ourselves and our listeners. So I'm gonna keep that. That's keep fine. That away. That's All women pay review. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Nothing's exciting you. Uh, the May Young Classic. Mayan Classic. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch it with my daughter, and my daughter is still, like, hurt does by... She, does she listen to the show? Uh, from time to time, bits and pieces. All right. She she hears me talk a lot about wrestling at home, so okay. it, it's like... 
you know, I, I'll tell her like, "Hey, I, we recap this on the show." Well, she's if she if if she's listening, Uncle Matt is giving you the okay. It's actually good. <laughs> you and her and I are on the same on the same wavelength when it comes to WWE. It's actually good. Yeah, watch it with your pops. It's you it's, go. it's good stuff. I'm giving you the okay. Um, all right, so that, that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not excited about anything with WWE either. Again, Charlotte Becky Lynch should be good. I think it's going to have a um, predictable finish or finishes. It's just two matches. Uh, whether, whether however I feel about it personally, it doesn't matter. I think it's just going to be too predictable. The finishes will be the actual between the bell should be pretty good for the most part. Um, AJ Styles, Small Joe, they should. They hopefully will deliver. Their SummerSlam match, I finally did watch. Decent match. It was a decent match. So I, I anticipate that the, the next match will be decent as well. Um, so other than that, no, I'm not I'm not excited about anything either. You know, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, I can give two shits about. Uh, Ronda Rousey, again, get better. Maybe I'll care about you more. Uh, Daniel Bryan... Too much, too much shit with the Miz. Too much shit with his wife. Just don't need to see that. So, we are going to just fucking move on, move on, move on all together. <laughs> and let's talk about something that we actually know we're gonna like. And that's it's something that's gonna happen uh, in a couple weeks here on September twenty eighth from the Orleans Arena in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor pay per view. Yes. Yes, we're already excited. We're already excited. And, you know, you're going to be people that are going to say, oh, it's because you hate WWE. I don't hate WWE. I want them to get better. I want them to get better. It's like, like I said in my all-in, my whole all-in spiel, just get better. Just get just better. Just get better. Because, you know, actually, I'm, I'm glad that I brought that up to myself. Uh, here's the thing, and this is going to sound outlandish, but if you get better, no matter what you do, even if you had a, a Braun Strowman, believe it or not, Braun Strowman could be a legit worker. Whatever you do, it could work with Braun Strowman. But it doesn't work when you just you force feed us and say well, however he is in between the bells, this is how he is. It's all about the character that you, you, you bring up. Hulk Hogan doesn't work in this era. You and I have talked about that before. If Hulk Hogan was invented now... It would not work outside of WWE. It would it would not be the phenomenon that it was in the eighties, and I think our, our good friend Darkside Paul would 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 agree with me on that. It doesn't work now, so the same applies for Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns and John Cena. It doesn't work in wrestling when it's force fed, and it's just, you're supposed to like him because he's the ultimate babyface. You have to like him. No, no, that's not the world that we live in anymore. So it works when you allow it to be organic. But above all that, when you make them give their A game every single night. There's a reason why Kenny Omega is super over in professional wrestling. It has nothing to do with his gimmick. No. So, <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's like the icing on, on the cake, you know, especially when he first came in as the cleaner. Yeah. That was the icing, man. You know, or you have a guy like guys like the Young Bucks. They, they're not really a gimmick. No, they're not. <laughs> they're just wrestlers. But anyways, uh, it can work. It can work with whoever. Just get better. Get your fucking product better. Doesn't matter who it is. 
You know, that's why I said if if those guys leave and go to WWE, everything will still be fine because that's the mentality of wrestling wrestlers outside of WWE. Step your game up. Step your game up. You know, anyways. Uh, we have a lot of uh, cross-promotion here. We're going to start... We're gonna start with a match that I think is probably at our, our lower, lower tier for us, as far as excitement goes, and that's because of who the champion is. Uh, Chris Sabin is challenging Punishment Martinez for the Ring of Honor World Champion, World excuse me, World Television Championship. Uh, you and I have talked about this uh, many times. That Punishment Martinez just there's something missing. Punishment Martinez is like the the Latino test basically, right now, for Ring of Honor. And as, as hard as as hard as he's trying, or I should say as hard as he thinks he's trying, something's just missing. There's Something's not clicking with him. And there's the, he has moments where you're like, okay, I think he's got it. And then he comes back around and does some stupid bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you have a belt around your waist right now? Yeah. Why? He clearly hasn't quite figured it out. I, I'll still never forget that match he had with the CMLO wrestler. I don't remember his name now. I don't either. There was at the that was at the Hammerstein, right? Yeah, Hammerstein yeah. Ballroom. It was for uh, Manhattan Mayhem or something like that. Yes, and, Man- Man- Manhattan Mayhem. And he almost killed the guy because he just wasn't he wasn't in the right position. The guy's doing flips on him and. And then, like the crowd's booing the shit out of him, and he's he thinks like, oh, I'm gonna feed off this. Yeah, he thinks it's it's, <laughs> it's heat. It's heat, and it's, no, they're, like, they're, he thought <laughs> he thought they were like mad with him, like it's heat that he could feed off of. You're right, and then you no, know, it was them basically like you fucking stinking up the joint, <laughs> you know. You're almost killing a guy yeah. too. Like, come on, man. So, I. Uh, I, I think you and I are in agreement that we want Chris Saban to win the title. I, yes. just, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Oh. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, we got uh, one that I know I know you're going to like. Uh, Kenny King going one-on-one against Juice and Thunder Liger. My favorite Japanese wrestler of all fucking time. One of the all-time greats in Juice and Thunder Liger. Been around forever. Just continues... He continues to impress at his age. And uh, I don't know if he's ever been in the ring with Kenny King before. He is, if I'm not mistaken, he is like like between 53 and 56 years old. Uh, he is 53 years old. He'll be 54 in November. Yeah, he's, he's a Scorpio like myself. The first time I told my daughter that, she did not believe me. That he was that old. That he was that old, just because of the types of things he was doing. And she's like, there's no way. There's no way. And I'm like, go look it up. Look it on Wikipedia. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, Dad, he's an old man. Like, why would he be still wrestling? And I'm like, he's very good at what he does. Yeah. And it's different. Whole different world out there, too. Japanese and Mexican wrestling, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like once you do it, you do it until you can't physically do it anymore. And, and he keeps himself in really good shape. He so. does. He does. And, you know, keep in mind, too, he's not a full-time wrestler anymore. No, he's not. So, I don't think he could do a full-time. Yeah. But so. for what he does now, man, yeah, he's still good at it. Um, Kenny King, 
what can I say, man? Like he's he's got all the tools, and uh, there's a, there's a couple of matches. There's there's spots in matches sometimes where he's uh, he's a little sloppy for my taste, but he's still very fucking entertaining to watch, and I'm really looking forward to a match against Liger. I think I think it'll be really fun and entertaining, and and I'm excited. I can't wait. There's gonna be a lot of great spots in that match for sure. Uh, we also have a match that was, it was bound to happen at some point. Sumi Sakai defending the Women of Honor Championship against Tanil Dashwood. Ooh. That's going to be a solid match. It so, is going to be a solid match. These guys, these guys, these, these two ladies have been teaming with each other for, uh, the majority of this year, especially post-tournament. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a matter of time before they got in that ring and, and fought for the title. And I, I haven't watched Ring of Honor, um, ladies and gentlemen, for probably about almost two months. I've just been crazy busy lately. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, this is not a, like, some, you know, Tennille turned on her. I think this is just old school Ring of Honor right here where it's yeah. just, I want a shot the title. Give yep. me a shot. So that's cool, too. My opinion is that Tennille Dashwood takes this title. And, yeah. I, and I, think it's, I think it's time. I, I, I agree. I think I think they're gonna give it to Dashwood and uh much like Cody's going to attempt to do with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, I think she's just gonna try to take it to its next plateau. Yeah. So and that's all I do respect to Sumi Sakai. I, I I've said it before on the show. I love the fact that she was the first Women of Honor Hell champion. Oh yeah, dude. Man, she she paved the way for, for that division. Yeah. No one no one was any more deserving. Yeah, and I think it's I think she had a good run with it, and I think it's I think it's time to to uh, to move to move aside and, and let Neil take that title to a different plat- platform, and and it's the same situation with with Juice and Liger. It's just Sumi Sakai is not really full time anymore. She's been no. doing this for a long time. Uh, she's she's also uh, getting up there in age as far as wrestling is concerned. Uh, I would not dare call forty, you know, forty is a uh, old, but. Uh, as far as professional wrestling, it's it's up there. Is that because I'm in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, we have a, a tag team match. We got the the Briscoes, the boys, J. Mark Briscoe defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles against the Addiction. It's two-thirds of SoCal Uncensored as well. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Do you think the Briscoes get their live chickens from Farm and Fleet? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I can see, like, if they were in my position, they, they came into work. You know, I, 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 I traveled to a different places uh, locally. I don't, like, go all over the states. But uh, locally in my uh, for, for my job, different different companies. And I met I met my partner at the, at the job, and I parked my van to get into his. And that was the first thing he said. The the Briscoes would be like, oh shit, we're going to Farmer Fleet right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh good oh, god! Oh man. Uh, so these guys, these these two teams have been have been have been rivaling for quite some time. We're getting to the point too. It's interesting because SoCal and Censored, if you remember, they have until the end of the year until their contract is expired. Now that. I don't know what their legit contract is, but as far as Ring of Honor storyline purposes, it's to the end of the year. And management said because they were running amok, 
that uh, they had enough of them and they're not resigning them and this and that. So this entire year they've been fighting to keep their jobs, and by doing so, they've been striving for championship. So you know they they went they had the the six man tag titles they lost to the kingdom they failed to uh, re- regain those titles so now it looks like they're going after the tag titles for the with the Briscoes so this seems to be, seems to be a, a constant thing with the with SoCal and Censor in this case the addiction uh, trying to get a title so they don't have to lose their jobs <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's still going on that's that's still that, that storyline's been still been going on uh, the Briscoes have been champs for quite some time too. And it's always a sad day for me when they lose the titles. I can see them losing it. I don't think they will. If I had a bet on this, I don't think they're going to lose it uh, at death for dishonor. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Briscoes, Briscoes, and tag titles. For me, there's that's always something that goes hand in hand. And it is whether they're baby faces or heels when they have those titles. You can always rely on really good solid in-ring work and usually a lengthy reign as yeah. champion uh, champions and so th- this is no different for me and I I don't know I, I don't know I don't know that the Briscoes are going to lose I really don't because I quite frankly I think it's for me as a fan it's really interesting to see what actually does happen to to Kazarian and Daniels if they lose yeah so, I, I, my money's on the Briscoes for this one. I think it, I think it's fair to say this, and I know people, some people will, will for sure hate me for this, but they're like the, the present-day Dudleys. Yeah. They're, they're synonymous yeah. with tag team wrestling. That's fair to say. And, you know, it's not just Ring of Honor. You know, they're former IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. They won tag team titles in other promotions as well. And, yeah, they just... They are they are synonymous with with tag team division and tag team gold. So you have uh, also have a Ring of Honor World Champion match: Jay Lethal versus the challenger Will Osprey, making a special Ring of Honor appearance. He doesn't do a whole lot. No, he doesn't. And I'm a, I'm excited for this uh, mainly because you really don't get to see this very often. You know, you just like uh, when Lethal was doing Japan spots, it's really hit or miss getting two guys like this together. And for all intents and purposes, this is a dream match. Yeah. So, for those of you who haven't seen this before, or or might not ever see this, like treat it as such. I know I'm going to. I mean, shit, I'm excited, especially after seeing Lethal at All In. I'm all, I've always been a Lethal fan. Shouts out to to my brother Larry, who's a huge Jay Lethal fan. And um, yeah, dude, I'm excited. I think it's interesting too because both those guys have the same finisher. Yes. <laughs> yup. The Lethal Injection and the Oz Cutter. I'm are... just glad they're not billing the match as such. No. You know, but it's gonna be it's gonna be done. Yeah. In that match. Yeah, it's it's a really intriguing style. To, uh, anytime Jay Lethal gets in the ring with somebody that's uh, a high octane wrestler, it's it's interesting because of how he adapts. Uh, Jay Lethal is such a crazy skill talent that uh, he adjusts to the type of opponent that he has. As far as making it a good match, it's he has a style. He doesn't always do high flying stuff. Not that he's going to be super high flying here, but 
certainly the pace is going to get picked up quite a bit in this match. Will Ospreay is going to demand it um, as far as what his style brings. And, and, and to see Jay Lethal in the ring with somebody like that, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how he turns up the notch. In his own in his own respect, and I, I don't. To me, this is going to be a special match. I think, and um, one of those, one of those cool things why I love about independent wrestling is that you have, or actually, I don't want to say independent wrestling, wrestling that isn't WWE because you have these cross promotion matches. That uh, you know, even though you can pretty much guarantee Jay Lethal is going to walk out as champion, the match is going to be a, at least twenty minutes of just great wrestling yeah absolutely um the other thing actually the first match that was signed for this show uh more uh, new japan uh chaos uh, kazuchika okada is going to be in the house so is tomohiro ishii you also have uh chucky t beretta and rocky romero taking on the bullet club team of cody marty scuro hangman adam page and Matt and Nick Jackson, a.k.a. the Young Bucks, in a 10-man tag team match. Good God. That's a lot going on there. Well, the last time you and I saw a similar match uh, was in Chicago. It was Bullet Club versus Los Ingobernables. Oh, my goodness. That that match tore the fucking house down, Insane, man. man. So, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's just uh, a taste of what's happening this fall. We're going to talk. We're going to run down more cards as we usually do. Uh, the other thing too, try to try to get you to broaden your horizons as we always try to do on the show. Don't forget that we have a we're in the midst of some change in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We had our G1 climax and what that was. Now we start to hit the road and prepare ourselves for what January is going to bring to us at with Wrestle Kingdom, and we start with the Road to Destruction Destruction Tour. Uh, there's quite a few shows that are happening, a lot of Road to Destructions, but there are three major shows that are happening. Uh, there's going to be a Destruction in Hiroshima, a Destruction in Beppu, and a Destruction in Kobe. Uh, and that's going to culminate all this month in the month of September. Uh, and then keep in mind, too, you also have the big event happening in Long Beach, uh, The uh, yet another New Japan Pro Wrestling show in the United States of America, uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. So, some key matches because we can't can't break down everything ha- happening tomorrow morning. So, if you guys want to check that out, get your New Japan Pro Wrestling World subscriptions, twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. You have Destruction Hiroshima that's going to be highlighted by. Kenny Omega defending the IWGP heavyweight title against the man that beat him in the G1 Climax, Tomohiro Ishii. The Stone Pitbull himself. Stone Pitbull himself. A lot of people are, are, are not giving uh, Ishii the credit he deserves, man. This guy can go. Dude, do not sleep on Ishii, man. <laughs> Holy shit. When they when they fought during the G1, I, I really didn't understand like why people were like, oh, it's just fucking Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. Yeah, and I as knew, am I. I knew, going into that match, I was like, "We're gonna have one hell of a fucking match." Like, don't how how are you going to fucking sit there and <laughs> tell me Ishii has no chance? Like, no, no thanks. 
So I'm excited. I'm excited, and this is for the title, so even better. If you watch that and you you enjoy it, I would highly recommend checking out on Monday, which is September 17th. You have the Destruction and Beppu. That's just a couple of hot, hot matches I'm going to highlight here. Hiroki Goto defending that Never Openweight Championship against Taichi. Now, Taichi is coming off of a uh, the the final show, the G1 Climax, where he made a statement saying that he should have been in the G1, and he physically made that statement very known, and then challenged uh, Hiroki Goto to a one-on-one match for the Never Openweight title. Is this, to you, the time for Taichi to win his first singles championship as a heavyweight? I agree right off the bat with Tetsuya Naito when he said, you know, the way the G1 participants were picked was kind of bullshit. Like, you should have your top guys. And he mentioned uh, Tai Chi is one of them. Like, why isn't he in the tournament? So, to me, this is a, a long time coming. You know, you, you have to wait 19 fucking shows that you should have been on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, he's going to come in. He's going to come in hungry. And, yeah, you know what? I think Tai Chi takes it. Takes the title. Uh, the main event for the for the the show in Beppu is going to be the big grudge match that's going to happen. No titles on the line, just straight hatred. Minoru Suzuki one on one against Destino Tetsuya Naito. Oh Jesus! <laughs> These guys have been tearing down the, the house in every arena that they've, they've been in, whether it was singles matches. Or tag matches, the Suzuki Goon Lij rivalry has been absolutely great. Everybody involved, not just those two, but in those two especially, man, like they just they deliver. I look at there's a lot of people who have a, a lot of problems with Japanese wrestling because strong style isn't a style that necessitates longevity in a career most of the time. But then you have guys like Jushin Liger and. Minoru Suzuki, who, like, let's face it, like, even even if they're the only two that yeah. are like that, which they're not, right. um, you're like, how the, you know, if strong style is such an issue to someone's health, how the fuck are these guys still going at it, you know? <laughs> so, with that being said, as much as I love Tetsuya Naito... Uh, he better watch his ass, because Minoru Suzuki's coming off of a, a long break. He's going to be fully refreshed. He's going to be looking to beat some ass. <laughs> I'm excited about that, man. I'm, ex- I'm <laughs> totally fucking excited about that. Um, and then the final destruction stop will be on Sunday, September 23rd. A uh, couple matches I want to highlight here. Uh, on a sad note, Hiromu Takahashi had to drop the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. No. With that unfortunate neck injury that he against sustained. Against Dragon Lee, yeah. yeah. Good God, man. Yeah, I mean, I hope he gets better soon. You know, I'm pulling for him. And, uh, he'll be, you know, hopefully he comes back ten times stronger. Yeah. Uh, until then, the, the title was without a, a an owner. So what New Japan decided to do was a mini tournament, a four-man tournament, single elimination for the vacants. Uh, junior Heavyweight Championship. That's going to start at the Destruction and Kobe show in which it's going to be Bushi, which is an LIJ member, 
stablemate of Hiromu Takahashi going one on one against the time splitter Kushida. Yes. I already tell you you're excited about it. Who you got though? Who you, who you picking? Uh, dude, I'm a fucking huge Kushida mark. So, sorry, Bushi. Sorry, Bushi. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, I I think this match, man, is gonna be out of the three shows. I think. You know, everyone wants to talk about Kenny Omega and 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 the the two participants that I'm going to talk about next, and Tetsuya Naito and Minoru Suzuki, and keep talking about them because they they deserve to be. But man, this this match right here, out of the three shows, I think I'm most excited about. I think yeah, Bushi for me, and I love Kushida, and I I, I agree with you. I think Kushida wins this match. Bushi for me is one of those guys that has figured it out, and. The level of match, I've said this during the, uh, the the super best of super juniors tournament. Nobody had better matches consistently than Bushi, and I stand by that. He had the best best tournament that I've seen anybody have in a long time, and he kind of gets slipped on him a bit. He and, does, and that's that's fine. But and I think I think he's gonna get his piece of a pie eventually. But man, anytime Bushi's in the ring. Especially with high caliber guys who can do, who can complement his style. Fuck, man! It, it's you. To me, I'm looking at very close to, if not a, a five star match. Not that I, I rank them by there, but <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, but that just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So that match right here is what I'm most excited about, as far as single matches uh, throughout the show I, I, or any of the show. I'm excited about everything here, including the next match, the the main event for the uh, the show, the destruction in Kobe. You have a what's being dubbed as a preliminary match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Tokyo Dome, which by that they mean Wrestle Kingdom on mm-hmm. January fourth. You have the G1 Climax 28 winner Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada. A hell of a preliminary match. Fuck. <laughs> That's a hell of a preliminary match. I don't think there's not, uh, much needs to be said because we've seen this match. We know what, what it's capable of, and I think it's going to deliver again. Yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind. And what excites me more this time around, you you know, during the G1, you had Okada come out, and he just he wasn't focused right off the bat, and he kind of went and just. He went off on a tangent, and, and you're like, why is he dyeing his hair? Why is he changing his, his uh, ring attire? Why does he have fucking balloons? <laughs> he just he wanted to blow off steam, and you know we seen him at All In, and he came back as the Rainmaker. Uh, obviously, he still had the red hair, but dude, he was, he was totally on point and came in ready to wrestle. So I'm really excited. Especially for this match because yeah. he's—it seems like he's back. He's back to being focused. He's back to being the rainmaker, and that's what I want, man. I want—I, I mean, he could—he can fucking play with all the balloons he wants, but come, come focused, come focused. When that bell rings, be when the that, rainmaker. Yeah, be, be the rainmaker. Yeah, and, and that's what we're gonna get. And the last thing we're gonna talk about on the show is one. I, I love the fact that we're talking about another one of these in the United States, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is coming back to the United States. Yes. Third time this year. Keep in mind, last year was their first time ever. Three times in a year. That's that's, a, that's making a statement right there. It's big news, man. Uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed is what it's called. 
It's going to happen on Sunday, September 30th. Long Beach, Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California. There's only three matches right now. We're going to talk more about this as we get closer. Cody is going to challenge for the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship uh, as he takes one-on-one against Juice Robinson, a match that was made after the attack at the uh, 19th show of the G1 Climax. At first, when it happened, I was like, man, Cody could, could do this. And now, I'm not saying I, I, I'm totally going the opposite way, but uh, the fact that he's brand new NWA World Heavyweight Champion kind of makes me believe that Juice Robinson is going to hold on to that title. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way. I, I really do. But you know what? It's it's going to be one of those uh, champion versus champion. Yeah. And I hope he comes out with that title, too. I, that is that is probably the most important part for me. Is like, it, does he show up with the ten pounds of gold? Mm-hmm. Do they let him show it on the air? That all that because uh, I that, hope so. Yeah, that is really important to that title. But yeah, I see Juice. I see Juice keeping it, and and guess what? Just because it's Cody, he's going to force Juice to to step up or or lose his fucking title. Simple as that. Yeah. You know. And yeah. and and uh, not to cut you off, but no. Yeah. Let's let's face it. Cody is to the point where you know he has a certain level of momentum now. Yeah. Who's to say he doesn't become a double champ? There's that. Yeah, I think this is a great match for Juice because if he wins this and it goes the way that it should, it's gonna get it's gonna get that momentum train going again. Because let's face facts, you and I talked about it in our G one show. He lost a ton of momentum in that that tournament, and Good it's God. it sucked because. Man, he was so hot. He was so he, he hot. He was, and and you know what? Like like we said before, it, I wish we could blame it all on his hand, on right. his on his broken hand. But that wasn't the case. He was just making stupid mistakes here and there, and it's just, dude, yeah, loss after loss after loss. I, and it's like, come on. I, at this point in time, I just want to chalk it up as a younger guy just being young and dumb, and hopefully somebody took him and said, "Look, you fucked up." Let's get you back on track. And Cody is that guy who can do that. As far as in ring <laughs> goes, do it by taking his title. He's gonna take it by doing his title. <laughs> you get your shit together, and you can have this back. Uh, more championship matches. We have the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Who are those guys. I, yeah, I've never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> Must be some minor leaguers. Yeah. Um, defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against. G-O-D. Oh, shit. B-C-O-G's. Tamatanga. Tangaloa. This is, to me, a Bullet Club Dream match. Because, and I know me and Miss Wrestling 6 have had a lot of, of arguments about this. Because he, he uh, there's no, no bigger Young Bucks fan than him. Shit. You, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> and to me, I say they're great. But fuck, do I love God? But a little bit more, and I st- I've always stood by that. And here we are. Let's well, they, do it. And you know what? They've always been that team. The the God has always been that team. Like they're part of Bullet Club, and like the entire time they're being overshadowed by the Young Bucks. Right. And I mean, go back and watch them in Ring of Honor and and all that, and you're like, they got their shit together. Yeah. You know, and and I I really do feel for a lot a long time that they got slept on, and I, and 
unfortunately, it took them going to New Japan and, and being full-timers there for a lot of people to notice just how, how well they how have their they shit are. together. Yeah. yeah, And going into a match like this, dude, I, I really do feel for the Bucks, man. Because I, I, for my money, I think G.O.D. takes those titles. Even though they took their six-man tag titles? Even though they took the six-man titles. For storyline purposes, I hope they do. Because that's huge yeah. for what, they, what they're trying to accomplish. And if they do take it, is it more throwing the titles at the owner of, of New Japan? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's another part of, of this whole tour. Is like There's a long time between uh, now and two weeks from now. Right. And, you know... All those shows, there's a lot of fucking shit that can go on. Yeah. I mean, look look, look at all the, the things that happened with them in the G1 tournament. Right, right. You know, that's all, it's 19 shows. A lot could go on. It's important to note, too, that I, I, at one of the destruction tours, it could be tomorrow at Hiroshima, uh, the BCOGs, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Taiji Ishimori, are set to defend those six-man tag titles. I want to say against Chaos, but I could be wrong about that. But okay. The, so they might not even be cha- the six-man tag champs by then either. Yeah, yeah. So it, that could happen, man. But this right here is one of those dream matches for me, being such a big Bullet Club fan and have been for for a number of years, I've always felt that, that G.O.D. was just skipped on. I, I think, look, I'm not... I love the Young Bucks. I you know I buy all their, their merchandise and, and, and this and that, and I love them as a tag team. And I'm so grateful for them for everything they've done for the business, including All In. But I've always, as far as tag teams go inside that ring, I've always felt that G.O.D. was a step above them, personally. And it's not saying like they are miles ahead of them, but I just feel like they're more of a cohesive unit as far as... I guess the style of wrestling that I like. I love high octane wrestling, but I feel like you can only go so far with that personally. Like they're they're they have this hybrid style that works for them, and it it's very traditional. There's you know there there's there's strong style mixed with technical wrestling, but there's also a little bit of the acrobatics that you you see with with young bucks as well. It's it's just like this ultimate hybrid, and. Obviously, like like the Young Bucks, the fact that they are brothers, or you know, I, I know Tom was adopted and everything, but brothers still. Yeah, they're brothers. You know, the they have that kind of chemistry. It, it shows too. So, like I said, they're not miles ahead. I mean, if I can give you a visual, like I have my my hand on top of the other one, and they're touching. It's that close. But I've always felt God edged them just a little bit just more. Just a little bit more. Personal. That's a for, personal. For opinion. me, this match is like. Sitting down to a steak dinner and taking that first bite, and then you're like, "Damn, that's really good fucking steak." And then someone's like, "Hold on, hold on, I got something better." Because a few months later, we get World Tag League, yeah. and we get to see the God in that too. Like, yeah. dude, I can't fucking wait. I can't, dude. I, there's so many. There's so many things that I want to talk about in another episode of the World Tag League, man. <laughs> I can't wait till they announce the fucking and we got till December. Wait for that November actually when it starts. It's like it's, hurry the fuck up. It's yeah, it's not that <laughs> far away, man. Um, the other match is not a title match, but it is the uh, second semifinal for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. 
The rivalry renewed. Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay. Who you got? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an option. Um, you know what, man? For me, Marty Skrull has... He's gotten a little comfortable. Uh, much in the same vein as the Young Bucks for me. They come out, they do their, their shtick, and... And that could mean a lot of different things, because it all depends who their opponent is. I mean, you you and I seen uh, Skrull face Okada at All In, and it wasn't quite the match you and I had it expected it to be. Right. And I get it, you know, he's up against the heavyweight in that match, but for me, it's like a tale of two Martys, so to speak, because he will sit there in interviews and stuff and preach how he just wants to keep. Uh, bringing new stuff to the fans and while I agree with him that he has I think he has grown accustomed to a certain set of wrestling moves and that's it and he hasn't bothered to kind of keep growing in the way of of working matches and stuff Right. and for me that sucks because I feel the same way about the Young Bucks I think they they Depending on who they're wrestling, they're, you're you're either gonna see the young bucks that continue to innovate and dominate, or you get to see the young bucks like standard young bucks and the the same shit they always do. So, I really hope, and, and you know what, I take that back. I know, I know for a fact that once uh, Skrull fights Osprey here, we're gonna see much more of Marty Skrull than we normally do. And it'll be in a good way. I love that you said all that because not that I, I feel the need to justify ourselves in front of this microphone, but as goes, ladies and gentlemen, that goes to show you that we can critique things that we like. <laughs> so I, I love that you did that because we love the Young Bugs, we love the Bullet Club, but again, if you're going to become complacent and do the same shit, you know, just like I said with the MCU earlier. I'm going to call you on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to call you on it. Yep. And, yeah, I, I may not want to watch you very much longer. Not that I'm saying that's the case here, but it's just, like, it's if it's look, the mean, same shit, then it, same it, shit. It is. It's the same shit. And if you look at their match at All In, there's the six-man that they had. They brought something a little bit new and different and a little more high-octane. Right. Because they were forced to. Yeah. So... I think that just goes to show you. Same with Skrull. It's like it's like what I talked about with uh, with Miss Wrestling Six before about the about the Young Bucks. You shouldn't be able to to call the spots before they happen. Around roughly eighty five ninety percent of the match. That's not good if you can do that. <laughs> yeah. If you can do that, then that's that's a problem. It is that's, a problem. That's a problem. You know, it's it's like what what Don Callis said about Okada. Where he comes in with the same moves. Yeah, he compared him to Bret Hart. But he came to Bret Hart, but but he does it in a way that you just you don't see it coming. Yeah, he still that's he still difference. somehow beats you. Yeah, that's the difference, and so that's I feel the same way about the Bucks and about Marty Skuro, and that's kind of the the thing about be, getting over is that you have to kind of separate yourself and say, look, this is you know we're we're huge stars now, but doesn't mean that it should just be easy to the point to where you're doing the same regurgitated shit over and over again because then you become no, no better than WWE. You might as well sign with WWE. And you know what? This is... 
this is becoming more and more prevalent these days because of the the availability of pro wrestling through streaming and in the internet in general you have guys like that making multiple appearances for multiple companies right guess what if you're a fan of those guys you're going to continue to go watch them in many different places and that's that's like the downside of it. Like you're gonna get to see all those commonalities in matches, and you're you're gonna get tired of it. Yeah. So, hazards of the job. I agree, and I, I find this interesting because Marty Skrull just had a match at All In, in which he tried to prove that he's a, a heavyweight, and he's in a tournament for the junior heavyweight title. So. One one of the uh, seems like a hole in the storyline here. Yeah, one of the very few holes in in booking in New Japan. <laughs> you know, I mean, and again, they don't always get it right. Sure. A majority of the time they do, but they don't always get it right. And this is one of those things. It's like, hey, we're gonna push you as a a heavyweight. You get to do all this. You know, eventually we're gonna make you a heavyweight. But wait a minute, we need you for this. So yeah. now you're just a junior heavyweight. Junior heavyweight. And, and yeah. And, and, not just a junior heavyweight, but I know what you meant. But yeah, not, <laughs> uh, I I got Will Osprey in this. Um, Marty Scurll has dominated this rivalry for the most part. Will Osprey, I think, won the last match. I think he takes this match too. And if we're correct, that sets up a Kushida versus Will Osprey match, and uh, take my money there. Yeah. So that's all we got for thus far for this show. Obviously, you can assume that Kenny Omega is going to be on this card, uh, so long as he's healthy. Uh, you can assume that uh, Kazuchika Okada, probably Minoru Suzuki, if he makes the trip. There's a ton of guys that uh, and, are still on the show. And you can also assume that uh, you can buy your live chickens at Farm and Fleet. At Farm and Fleet. <laughs> and that is that is the last impression we're going to leave on you this week, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Get your chickens from Farm and Fleet. If the, all right, so if this is the end of the show, let's get our shit out of the way. All right. Um, our home domain on the web is 20x20crew.com. You can always find everything and anything about us there. We are available on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our, our main page on Facebook. You can also come talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. <laughs> Uh, come hate tweet us on Twitter at 20x20crew and we're also on Instagram at 20x20crew uh, by the way we're still in the midst of an Instagram giveaway I don't care if you look up the answers on the internet we're just trying to give give away free shit so do that stop what you're doing go go use Bing or Google or DuckDuckGo or, or whatever you use to search for stuff and look up the answer to, to the questions. Yeah. How hard is that? So, go do that. Get yourself some free stuff. We're going to give you some free fucking wrestling merch. How cool is that? But you got to participate first. So, you can find all the rules and uh, participating guidelines over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Instagram. Uh, we are also on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Go subscribe there. Hit the subscribe button where you will find exclusive YouTube content in the form of the following contest where Matt and I fantasy book 
wrestling matches that may or may not have already happened. <laughs> but yeah, go there. There's there's tons of stuff there too. I believe we plugged ourselves yeah. completely. That sounds like it. So, on that <laughs> note, if you're still in the the hunt for some live chickens, <laughs> take your ass over to farmandfleet.com because they sell live chickens now and they're probably on sale. By the way, for for future episodes because of how much we promoted 20 by 20 ring crew is now officially sponsored by Farmer Fleet. (laughs) (laughs) So all that free publicity we just gave you. Oh man. The next time you go to a Farmer Fleet, whether you intend to buy live chickens or not, tell them we sent you. I I would love to hear stories (laughs) of people working there. Like who the hell are you talking about? (laughs) As always, ladies and gentlemen, support professional wrestling, support the baby faces, support the heels, support, independent wrestling the big guys all the guys everybody without professional wrestling we wouldn't be doing this we just love professional wrestling we hope that you do too and uh thank you for supporting us for 30 episodes man i can't believe it's been 30 episodes already go watch rise go watch shimmer go watch shine go watch black label pro Go watch black label pro um don't watch the bellows please don't (laughs) <laughs> just just don't. You know what? Uh, we're going to put... Free mode. We're going to put a GIF <laughs> of those botched fucking moves. This is what you get, Bree, for taking all this fucking time off and then coming back like, oh, we're the fucking shit. No, you're not. Okay? Plenty of awesome women wrestlers out there that put you to fucking shame. Shine Wrestling. Can't forget that. Shine. Shimmer. Rise. All that, man. Do it. Go experience it. And until next time, we will see see you in the ring. ring.